Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, this is Brandon Barras from General Hospital. You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. I'm Jason Thompson from General Hospital. You are rocking it with Navelle on Buzzworthy Radio. That's right. Welcome back, everybody, to our second show of the day of BWR. I'm Navelle J. Lee. Yeah, the host didn't change in a matter of three hours, right? No, still me. Still here. Still rocking it with you guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning back in for our second show of the day. Earlier, we were joined by Ricky Paul Golden, who should have fashionably laid, if I could say so myself, but he was here fashionably laid. He was talking about seeing versus believing, as well as some stuff with all my children. So if you want to check that out, we'll have the link up on my website very, very shortly at buzzworthyradio.net. But this is the time, ladies and gentlemen. This is your time. You are the stars of this podcast that we're having on right now. You, my friends, this is your time to shine. Now, I know that you have suffered immensely, immensely, my tweets and my Facebook postings about my disgust, distaste of YNR, the young and the restless. You suffered through it. You've been through it. You've been watching it. And it may not be just YNR. It could be any other show on the air right now that you're watching. And yet, you probably feel the same way as I do. You may feel differently than I do. You probably feel that you're watching the best show that's on the, on the air right now. If you do, or if you have other discussed distaste on anything that you're watching, this is your time. This is your show. Call in, chat it up in the chat room, 646-595-4228 is the number to dial into. If you want to participate in the chat room, and if you are a guest, you need to register at blogtalkradio.com so you can be a part of our chat room. we got callers that are right now coming in from the woodwork, um, getting ready to go ahead and chat. We're going to take them order by order by order. Okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go through, and we're gonna find out exactly what is on your mind about your favorite daytime dramas. Let's start off with area code seven two seven. You're on the line. What's up? How are you? Hello. Hi. How are you? What's up? What's your name? Um, you, you may go. Uh, Otalia fan eighty seven off Twitter. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, uh, so tell me. What soaps do you watch? What are your favorite soaps? What do you uh, like to watch? Well, I watch Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, um, As the World Turns, uh, One Life to Live. Those are my top shows. And what exactly are you are you liking everything that you're watching right now, or is there something about any of the soaps that you watch that you pretty much want to scream at the TV and go, what the what the H E double hockey sticks are they doing to my program right now? What what is it? What's going on? Um, well one life to live, I was pretty upset, um, when they got rid of um Scott Evans and uh Brett Claywell. 
I mean, I thought it was wrong, and, you know, their storyline was really, really good, and I think the way that they left was decent, but, you know, I got pretty pretty angry when they were let go. Um, uh, the rest of the soaps I'm okay with, just One Life to Live is the one I was pretty pissed off with about. Mm. I know that I know everybody was in an uproar about Scott Evans and Brett Claywell being released from the show. <laughs> Who was more pissed off than Scott Evans? Excuse me. He had to find out on Twitter, on Twitter of all places, that he was released from the show. They didn't even have the courtesy to tell him that he was released. Yeah, I uh, saw that when he tweeted. <laughs> so that was that was pretty bad. But um, wasn't that terrible? Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, I miss them being on the show. It's just not the same. Um, you know, the storyline right now, I think, um, the storyline right now is pretty good with, you know, um, DeMarco and um, what's her name? I can't think of her name. She's cheating on him with Ford. That's pretty good. And the whole uh, Marty losing her baby. I believe Todd did that one. He pushed her down the stairs. <laughs> You really think he pushed her down the stairs? I really do, because he threatened her earlier, like telling her he wishes that Cole and her baby would just disappear. So I'm thinking he could be the one that did it. Do you think, though, if you think about it, those that seem like the ones that are the most guilty turned out to be the ones that aren't the ones who did it? That is true. Now, Days of Our Lives, um, the storyline right now with Hope is pretty interesting. The fact that she's been going around hitting people over the head. Um, I heard the, about that. I have, I have a lot to catch up on that. So what, what's going on? I heard that she's going to be popping pills. Yeah, she's been popping pills, and apparently she's been going out hitting people. Uh, she hit Abe over the head, and she hit Justin already. She's supposed to be hitting some more people. And the storyline with Carly, the triangle with Carly, Chloe, and Daniel is pretty interesting, too. I believe Carly and Daniel end up getting together <laughs> since, you know, they have a child. Um, so and once Chloe sleeps with Phil this week, that's going to be pretty interesting, too. I'm actually hoping that Philip and Chloe get back together since I was a Philip and Chloe fan of the show. Yeah, that's just me. I was a Brady and Chloe fan. <laughs> you liked Brady? Really? I thought they were boring. I did. I loved them back in the day. They were so cute. I mean, now it, it would be terrible for them to get together. But, yeah, back in the day when um, Kyle Kyle Louder was on there, yeah, it was it was great. Mm. No, it was bad. <laughs> it was. It seriously was boring. I was. I was more in tune with Brady and Nicole. Oh really? I can't say too much uh, about that right now. Uh, with I, I can't say that now. Um, but I was. I was a Brady and Nicole fan. I like those. Well, two Brady guys. still. Brady still loves Nicole, so I don't even know why he's not with her right now instead of Ariane, because it's clear that he really doesn't love her as much as he does Nicole. I mean, Nicole and him have always had this connection. So I think eventually uh, something will happen there, too. Hmm. We'll see. Just like with DJ and Sammy, the fact that he 
did all the mean stuff to her and then fell in love with her again. He still loves her. What's that about? Let's explain. Let's explain. He kidnapped her child, and he still loves her by doing that. Please. Yeah, I know. That's twisty. But I guess you can't help who you fall in love with. I don't know. But... I I do I don't like the fact that they let um, Lucas go. That was terrible. I mean, he's been on that show as long as uh, Alice and Sweeney, and it's just weird, you know, the fact that he won't be there, part of his kids' lives. I just find that to be odd too. But you know, uh, I guess with the economy and everything, you know, people are losing their jobs. It's just terrible. Before I take the next call, I want to ask this to you. There's a rumor right now going around. Um, apparently, uh, Soaps and Death has said that no- Noelle Beck has been bumped down to recurring status on the show. What do you think of that? What is like? Because people are now speculating in their heads, going like, "This is probably the time where they're going to try to get Martha Byrne back as Lily." Hopefully, I hope they do because. I'm- <laughs> No offense to Noelle Beck, but she, no, they need to let her go. I mean, Martha has always been Lily, and she needs to, yeah, they definitely need to put her back on the on the show. I've, I agree. I agree with that. I have nothing against Noelle Beck. I agree with you 110%. Nothing against Noelle Beck, but I think Martha Byrne should be in the role of Lily when the show goes off the air. I really don't want it to go off the air, but... Since it is, I really want Martha Byrne to be Lily when it happens. Me too. I think that, she, I think that would be I think that would be the best thing. Go ahead. Yeah, because I mean she's been on there for she was on there for a very long time, and I mean her and uh, John had some had great chemistry. I mean their acting was just great on point. With Noel, it's just I don't know, it's just kind of weird. So yeah, yeah, I I, I don't. Really I, would, Definitely hope that they bring her back. I agree. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be politically correct if it ended with Noelle in the role. But that's just my opinion. And again, people don't have to share my opinion, but it is. It is mine. But I do agree that that's how it should be. But I appreciate you taking the time and chatting about your feelings about uh, some of your favorite shows. Uh, we'll definitely be doing one of these soap chats again, so hopefully uh, you'll call back in for our next one. I will definitely do that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Our next caller is from area code uh, 312. You're on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Nobel. It's Tony. What's up, man? Tony from Chicago. What's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Not a lot to check it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh we got a soap chat going on tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's been uh it's been a while since I've done one of these. I figured let's bring one of these back. So what's been going on in your world of daytime dramas? What have you been watching? What have you been liking? What you've been hating? Well well that's a long list. Um but let me see. Uh, of course I've been watching of course I watched all three ABC soaps. I watched Days. And I watched a little Y&R um, last week, and of course earlier this week with Eaton Regal coming on to play Header. I um, did watch her first day on Y&R. I did. Mm-hmm. 
I must admit, I was impressed. I am stunned to say this. I was impressed. <laughs> She's got chemistry with those people on that show. I, 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 mm. boy, I tell you, I, I had to shut myself up when I saw her acting opposite the Billy Miller. I thought I almost peed my pants. They were hot together. <laughs> they were hot together. Yes, and you know when you, when she first walked, when Hunter first walked in the court, uh, when he did his first scene, where well, first scene was in the courtroom, when uh, Billy was going off about Victoria, um, saying that Victoria about uh, about the alibi that Victoria had, he was supposed to be with him because they trying to get she was trying to get Victoria out for that murder charge she was in. Hmm. And Heather was just like standing there waiting the whole thing, and then when they came out the courtroom, and Billy got he swore out the courtroom. She came out with the EDA, and she's at the first line. The first words were to Billy when she first came out the courtroom, you know. Right. And then, and then they met, and then they met a short time later at the bar, having a little drink, saying the sarcastic words. Gave her a key. Gave her <laughs> her key to the club that she was staying. Uh, you know what's going to happen to the rest. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that to happen. I really thought he was going to go in her room, and when I saw him get back in the room, he was like, now you act like a guy, now you act like a gentleman. What? No. No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> guys, you got to go in the there. Wrong hey. thing. You're supposed to go to her room. Get Victoria out of your mainstream, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still not feeling Amelia Heinley in the role. I can't get into her. I can't do it. There's just something about her. It's just it's rubbing me the wrong way. Well, well, not well. You maybe you're not the only one, Mabel, because there's a lot of fans there that are saying uh, since Amelia took over the role of uh, Victoria uh, her time a long time ago, they they don't pretty, pretty much like her. They still they still they like her somewhat, but then again, the late she hasn't been you know up to par. Especially where her storyline's been up to par, except for now. But both right. were like going, to, uh, basically was you know fading their their uh, fading away from Victoria's good side as fans. Mm. Now I, you know, I I thought I was going to be able to hold my composure, but Julie Prophet in the chat room. She is about to set me off about Daisy because I can't stand that heifer for <laughs> my life. I am sorry. Everybody who has seen me tweet and on my Facebook, they know I cannot stand the bitch. I hate Daisy with a passion. Yvonne Zina may be a nice girl in person. She may be the sweetest thing ever. But my homegirl can't act. She can't act. She's pure shrill. Shrill. I got used to Amber Shrill just now. I'm used to her Shrill, because that's all Amber was, was nothing but Shrill. I finally got used to her, and now I have to listen to another girl that's all but Shrill? No. And who who coined who coined the phrase Mama Bear for her to say? That's no another idea. thing that makes me grit my teeth. It really makes me cringe. <laughs> Whenever I hear her use that line, Mama Bear, Every day on my screen, I feel like, first of all, I mute my television whenever she's on the screen. Right. And then <laughs> when I have the moment where it is unmuted and I hear her talk, I swear my TV may wind up going out the window 
whenever I have to listen to her talk. She's just so bad. I don't, I, I don't understand what popped about her when they, when they brought her on the show. You, okay, let me, let, me, let me clarify this for you. There was an interview that was given or that was done by Maria Bell and Paul Rausch saying that there was something about Yvonne Zima and Darius McCurry that popped when they did uh, the casting call um, for the show. Right. The only thing that is making them pop for me is my pimples because that shrill is making them go down off of my face. That is the only thing about them that's popping. Otherwise, I want to pop them one because that, that absolutely makes no sense. <laughs> and Lipstick Lauren, a.k.a. Sarah Smythe, Sarah Smythe, a.k.a. Lipstick Lauren, she looks like she needs to be modeling for a Maybelline commercial. <laughs> she looks like she needs to be modeling for a Maybelline commercial with all of that makeup on her face, please. Whatever. Okay, well, okay. Well, she has, generally has twin. one doubling or one too many. Two too many. Two too many. That mm-hmm. was what, I'm sorry. You have Patty roaming around as Emily. You have Sarah roaming around as Lauren. You're going to have them teaming up to take down everybody that they hate. And I'm just sitting here going, like, why do you have two people who have plastic surgery to look like two people that already live in Genoa City? <laughs> and you're going to have them work together to take down everybody. Why, why is this being done? What, what's the purpose of going all out and being all passionate? F? I was so happy when I read Andrea Evans' interview with Michael Logan saying that this storyline that's going on in Wynar right now is a page out of Passion's book. Sure she is. That in the interview. Yep. And the other thing is, I was actually watching a clip of As the World Turns on YouTube back from 2000 when uh, the Lillian Rose story was going on. Lily had just gotten back to Oakdale after being stranded on a deserted island with Simon, and she actually asked Holden, and I didn't know this was asked on daytime before, how did he not know that he was having sex with another woman? Because the body was different. I think it was, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The uh, the Rose, uh, the, uh, it was the Rose face. It was the Lily slash Rose face, because there was one that looked like Lily in Mm -hmm. Oakdale. Well, Mm -hmm. Lily was off somewhere else. Yeah, and fans didn't accept that either. You know, fans didn't accept that. They wanted the real Lily. You know what I mean? Well, I finally fell in love with Rose after afterwards, especially when I made them twin sisters. I guess that's how they made me fall in love with Rose. But at, I was like, really? Finally, someone said that on daytime that they have different bodies, and you can't tell under the sheets that you're making out with somebody else. You couldn't tell that you were back in bed with Patty. You couldn't tell that you were talking to Lauren. Well, Michael didn't go to bed with her yet, so I can't really say that much. But, Jack, come on, grow a brain, and not down there. I mean in your head, and not down there. I mean at the top. Yeah. That's true. Well, 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 let's change gears a little bit. Um, I want to talk a couple of things, a couple of moments on ABC soaps so far this week. Uh, that Monday scene on General Hospital with Carly in the courtroom, she had them eaten out of their hands. I mean, Laura Wright was just totally amazing that day. Oh, yeah. I mean, she had told that story on that night, you know, the way she was, the way she had everybody, Carly had everybody on the world and the judge. They brought the baby, she brought the baby in there to show that prosecutor, that, that bitch prosecutor, as I call him, is Claire Walsh. <laughs> this is what it was all about. 
It was not about Tony killing Nugget. It was about saving my baby, honey. You know what I mean? This is amazing to me. Gen- General Hospital just completely is now this to, to watch now on television. We razzed wow, on it so badly, but now we but now we can't get enough of it. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love That's it. because of all all this stuff because this is all this all the drama going on with all this drama with the with the trial with Sonny's trial and also with Christina and the, the Christina situation with Keeper and Alexis and all that. That's among the stuff that's really happening here. That's making this thing really good. And the way Dante fight and Dante fighting his feelings, um, his uh, feelings between his family with being his father to his job, being a cop. Right. You know? And that's he's fighting his feelings with that. So he's trying to, at the same time, trying to stay with the law, but at the same time he's helping out, trying to help his family, his new call family, being a brother, being a brother to, to Morgan, pulling him out of that courtroom last week. Uh, then trying to be a big brother to Michael, even though Michael still doesn't accept it, you know. How did you like the new Michael? How do I write? I do you like no the new idea. Michael? Yeah. You haven't I, seen him uh, yet. Yeah, I I saw I, I saw him yesterday, um, but the jury's still out with him. You know, you know, he's only his okay. first day. Um, I am not going to reserve judgment on him until I see him a week. Then I'll reserve judgment on him. <laughs> Then I'll give you what I think, but I'm not gonna say anything. Um, nothing to take away from Drew. He did a pretty good job, you know, Michael. Right. But 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 this backroom, but all this backroom drama was going on with him. I don't know what that was about. I'm not even gonna speculate. But um, he was a pretty good. He was a good actor in that role. And Chad, uh, I I still got I still got to wait at least a week or so to find out that he really could fit this role. I'm not even gonna pass any judgment on that dude yet. Okay. All right, we'll leave it to Chance right now. Hmm? We'll leave it to Chance right now. Yeah, I'm leaving it right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. We'll go with that. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then the second thing I want to talk about yesterday, I'm going to all my children, what the tribute, I suppose, so to... Um, yeah, uh, uh, the Palmer, Palmer Memorial episode. Yes. What What were your yeah. thoughts on this? I'm hearing differences of opinions right now. What are your thoughts on this? And I'll tell you mine well first of all it was was written, first of all it was written basically it was really beautiful by Lorraine Byrick and her cast and her staff and the staff because you know the new riots were not there yet okay so they were the ones right. and Lorraine who, who knows the history of the show who knows the history of Palmer they wrote the story very well and the, and the energy department put in old clips of the old uh, old episodes back but featuring Palmer back in the day, back in the 70s, back in the 80s, all that, when uh, some of the stars and some of the people were reminiscing, like Erica and Opal and Tad and Adam. And then, they, and then they, of course, Nina and Daisy showed up, too, and that was great to see those two back for a day. And, uh, and it's just to reminisce that we lost a great guy. He was a great man, uh, man who was was feisty and all that. He and Adam had this little rivalry and everything. That's what made Palmer so special in Pine Valley. Cool. I've been hearing that they felt like it wasn't enough that they did for him. Um, there could have been more clips, um, more of this, more of that. But majority of people are also saying that they liked it. I had no problem with it. I could have done with more clips, but... You know, more of the town 
coming together for Palmer's Memorial than just a set side of people. Um, I could have felt was more needed for it, but overall I thought it was pretty good. Granted, I know he passed away in January and they had a lot of time to go ahead and do Palmer's Memorial Service, and I can understand where they feel that it came off lackluster because of that. But mm-hmm. I think I think hindsight twenty twenty. I think it was I think it was good for everybody considering. Yeah, yeah, it was because you know we respecting a guy uh, paying tribute to an actor who was one of the, another one of those long legends, um, all my children actors that have come and gone, and uh, yeah. and passed away and passed on, and. Uh, He's the best way to honor him was 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 that particular episode and honor him. That's the same way they honored uh, Eileen when she Eileen Hearn when she passed away, in the same yeah. graceful, uh, tasteful, and very dignified um, story that yeah. they wrote. And then the day after tom the day after tomorrow, David Canary's last episode on All My Children will be airing, and Julia Barr as well because they they're both leaving. They're both leaving. Mm-hmm. They're both together. together. This is crazy. Together, yeah. Well, crazy. Yep. Well, leaving together, and that's gonna leave the kids, and that's gonna leave. Um, as soon as he leaves the campus, it's gonna be chaos in the camera. <laughs> chaos, major chaos. Oh, okay. Man. And that war, and that war, and Piani and Jr. is gonna start heating up big time now. Big yeah, time. I've I've actually been getting people telling me that they. Uh, Someone actually asked me, have Annie and JR slept together? And I was like, I hope not. <laughs> uh, they did in Washington. <laughs> they had a little one night rap in Washington. Oh. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's. that's mm. I know. All right. I, know. I, better, I, know. I better move on to the next one before I start throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> You're a segue. That was a nice segue, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. All right, yeah, Tony. Th- thanks, man, for calling. It was great talking to you, man. Hey, no problem, Nobel. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, friend. All right. All right. Bye. Now, I think I have an idea of this area code. Is this Jersey 732? Is this Jersey? This is Jersey. This is yeah. Jersey. I should I should know because I am from Jersey. What is up, Jersey? Uh, nothing much. Uh, yeah, I think I've talked to you on Twitter a bit. I told you, like, a Super Mario Brothers joke. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. That is me. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so what's up? How are you? I know you're a Kish fan. Yes, I am. I'm, like, reading you... the fan campaign for them. Yes, Funny yes. Business. Everybody, uh, this is actually uh, Jenna Michelle. Actually, you were on Dan Kroll's show for the soap yeah. chat discussion he did last week. And you uh, talked a bit about that, too. So um, let's talk about it over here again. Uh, you actually, uh, did you do the Good Morning America thing? Because we were kind of skeptical. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we, that, we did it. I was there. Uh, we did it Friday. You did it, okay. And we had people from all over the world come out. It was really cool. Uh, okay, so you guys did do that. And how did you start doing this for the whole uh for the whole Kish thing, so. Um, I was a big fan, and the news came out, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. 
And I just kind of right away, it's like, who wants to do a rally? Who wants to do this? And a lot of us uh, wanted to start different efforts, and we just got the ball rolling with everything to support them because all those reasons that, you know, came out, trickled out, uh, we didn't really think any of them seemed like legitimate or good reasons to supposedly, whatever, fire them for. And we love the story, and we love the actors, and we just we want to keep seeing that storyline I want that to live. Right. How's the, how's the response has been ever since the Good Morning America thing? Is the response still huge for for the two characters? Because I know it's been huge since it's been on the air, and I still don't understand how their story could run its course. Yeah. But again, I don't think that, that's just me. I don't think it ran its course either. I don't think anyone thinks that. Um, the response is still been good. People are still uh, fighting for it. They're still sending in letters. They're still participating in the various campaigns we have. Um, we just did Fish for Kish. Um, mm-hmm. We collected money and Swedish fish donations, and we sent in hundreds of pounds of Swedish fish. We sent in 300 pounds to Franz in California, and we sent 300 pounds to Frank Valentini in New York, and they got them last Friday for Kyle's last air date. And um, they definitely got them. And I talked to some people who work at Want to Live, and I'm like, so okay. have you guys been eating any Swedish fish lately? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, we got so much. And they have been eating them, and they know why we sent them. And they're like, we do listen to the fans. We do know what you want. It's like, well, fish for kish. We want why, not fish you, why aren't you giving us what we want? If you know what we yeah. want, why aren't you giving it to us? That's the question. Yeah, they, they seemed to be really happy about it. Like, they were like, oh, wow, you guys, like, supported it. That's so awesome. But, like, well, yeah, it is awesome because it was an awesome story that you guys told, and let's keep telling it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, actually, uh, I met Scott Evans at the Gays Are Lives event in New York City that they had, which if they do that again, you should come because it was really fun. And um, he, like, did a Fish for Kish endorsement picture with me. It was really good. It's that and all of our information is on our website. It's www.don'tputcashinthecloset.blogspot.com. It's long because it didn't really start out like a website for everything, but it kind of became that. So mm-hmm. you should check it out, everyone. Absolutely. You can put that in the chat room as well. I know you're in the room at, at the moment. So if you wanted to uh, put the link in the room, you definitely feel free. Absolutely. Cool. I'll do it right now. Uh yeah, so I'm still watching one last live. Uh the kiss storyline was really my favorite. Yeah. And But you're still but you're still watching it. You're still watching still it watching though. It. Even the yeah, okay. I wanna I'm supporting the soap, so I don't wanna see it get cancelled and I know like yesterday it came out ABC's developing another talk show maybe, this one with Tony Stelling, and it's like oh god. There's only so yeah, many Yeah, I read that about. and I'm I'm like, Are you well first of all, I don't wanna watch it. <laughs> Me neither. Never. I, I have enough. I have enough talk shows in my under my belt as it is. I don't need any more. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I don't want to see any more shows canceled. We don't need any more canceled. We've already. We're about to lose. As the world turns very very shortly. Mhm. And I just every time all I can keep saying in my head is. What's the next one? What's the next one that's going to wind up happening? What's the What's the next one that's going to be on the chopping block? And everybody right now is saying it's going to be One Night to Live, and I really don't want another show to be canceled. Me neither. Especially not that one, because it, it did my favorite show. 
right now I'm not really digging the storylines as much, especially like the Rex one with his parents again. I'm like, oh, I don't care. And um, but you know, Tish can come back, and I the show it has its like down moments, but it always gets right back on there. And I think it's a great show. I think it's one of the one of the better soaps. It's just like really funny. Like I think it has a sense of humor that in a way that the other ones really don't. And I really like it. Well, since we both agree that uh, Kish's uh, story could have progressed a lot more than what One Life to Live gave them, what would mm-hmm. you like to see Kish do if they were still yeah. in their view? This is what like would have been their potential story? Okay, yes, I have a lot. I'll tell you, I'll give you a nutshell of all of them. Um... I wanted to have a Kyle-centric story. I wanted to go into this background. I thought maybe someone's come to town that was, like, shady and blackmail him, and then Kyle gets shady again, trying to hide from Oliver, like, what's in his past, that, like, from the missing years of their relationship, and we could find out more about him. Because, I mean, you kind of knew he was Rebecca Lewis's sister. It's like, all right, that kind of makes sense, but not really. But you never really, like, knew about him. It's like, I want to know about Kyle. And Mm. I wanted... Um, the custody battle, like I wanted like a real custody battle, and I wanted someone, like I know man is not my reason, but like I thought like if someone had brought in Fish's parents to testify against him, um, yeah. to like mess with him and be like cruel, and I thought that would have been really great, and I think like his father would have done it, but his mother would have gotten the stand and like couldn't go through with it, and she like gushed out, she loved her son, yeah, I thought that would have been good too. I mean. It would have, and it would have been great to see Kyle and Oliver on the stand get torn torn to shreds, and especially Kyle. I mean, he's had a lot of runs with the law. I mean, that would have been, like, an issue, I think, if they had actually done a real custody battle. I thought that would have been great to see, too. I think anything with them, I, I want to see more of them. I thought there was a lot of story left to tell for them, and, like, he's a doctor, he's a cop. Uh, it would have been great to to continue it, and I hope they rethink it and do it again. The only thing that we can say now, I know I know this is cliche, and I know I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> I have always said that uh, I don't know if the higher-ups listen to the fans, but I say keep keep at it with what you're doing right now with the support of Kish, and maybe they'll get the end, that this is actually something that they want to see. I mean, seriously, focus groups know Jack squat. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they don't listen to like the real fans that watch every day and talk about the show and promote the show. Because I, I told everyone I met online, in person, everyone I knew about Lawrence Swift and how great it was and about his storyline, how diverse it was and how it really represented, represented like life, how it is, like with all these different kinds of people. And it was great. And I always like pinned out the show and it's just like so sad that they're like, they took like these I love the interaction of the room right now. They're talking about One Life to Live so much. They're saying Langston is a slut. They can't stand her. Um, they hope they hope that Rex would be both son. Todd is an ass. I, it's just it's just so funny to read all this stuff. I'm like, wow, you actually really think about this? <laughs> oh, you know what? I uh, I went to a fan event the other night. I went to mingle for a cause. And um Yes, yes, I've heard of that, yes. Yeah, I um I saw uh David Gregory who plays Ford. He was he there. Ford. Mm-hmm. Um he's very pretty in real life, just the 
He has done justice on screen. He's a really good sport. He's so nice. Oh, my God. He's really, really nice. And people kept wanting to take his picture because, you know, he's so pretty and everything. And they're like, could you unbutton your shirt? Could you take off your shirt? And he actually, like, unbuttoned his shirt for them and was, like, posing. And they're like, could you open it more? And he was doing it. I was like, that's so embarrassing, but it's so great that you're doing that. Oh, he was, like, super nice. Um, I really, really liked him. And he talked a lot. He talked a lot about the bucket. I think Ford and the bucket was one of the best couples Lawrence well, has ever had. You know, not kiss good, but still pretty good. And uh, yeah, I saw uh, Eileen Kristen there too. Please, Roxy. Mm-hmm. She's very foxy in her life as well. Love her. Yeah, it was cool, and it was, it was a cool event. Uh, yeah, cool. I talked to him about kiss. They were really impressed with, like, the rally and the Kiss for Kiss campaign. So, like, uh, David Gregory said he loved his scene with Kiss, the backpacking scene. Like, everyone loved that scene. Um, he said he'd love to have worked with them more, but it would have been great. And maybe if they come back again. That is a good question, acting drama. How many times does this bitch, and he's referring to Jessica, need to have a breakdown? The same yeah. thing over and over, and someone said at least once a week. <laughs> I, I think that's hysterical because I, I'm tired of Jessica right now myself. Grant, I, these, 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 these things that they're doing to the character, I'm tired. It's tired. It's seriously yeah. tired. Can't you come up with I, something new? Mm-hmm. I forgot. That's all I want. Give me yeah. something new. Give me something new for Brie Williams to act for. Not. I don't. I really don't know what it is. I will say I am ecstatic of the prospect of Bo and Nora again. Mhm. Yeah. I will say this. I am happy about that. I will say that John McBain and Marty are boring. Mhm. Exactly. And an 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 eventful snooze fest when they're on the screen. I actually am liking Gina Tagliani back on One Night to Live. I don't know what it is, but I think she just got better uh-huh. when she was first on the show. Yeah. She just got better. Better with age. I hope she has I love Gina. Now that stuff's coming back. I, I like love it. the fact that they brought her back. I agree. I love they brought her back as Kelly. Um, I, I was hoping that that was going to happen, but I don't know what it is, but when she came back on there, something just changed about her and the character and her acting. She's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, I'm, yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of biased because I love her on Guiding Light, but that's another story. Yeah, that's like the thing. Like her character now, her Kelly is more like Guiding Light-esque than it was when she used to be on, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what it is. I think you hit the nail on I think that's what it is. And I think that's yeah. a good thing. That is a great thing. She won two Emmys from it, so I guess it must be a good thing. Yeah, it's cool how they're like it's it's cool she's back. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like it's it was like ten years already, and like that Bo and Nora are a couple again, and it's been like ten years for them too. But it's like it's like because like they were. I remember watching when they were on and they were together and all these storylines from back then, and it's just like crazy how it's like back to that. Here is my question, and this is for everybody in the room as well. Do you want Roger Howard back as Todd, or do you like Trevor's version? 
Um, you know what? When he came, I thought he did a really good job taking over for Todd. My grandma, she watches the show too. She actually called it like as soon as Trevor St. John came, I was like, "That's Todd." With like a face transplant, and like, I thought he did a really good job. I I used to like Roger too. I mean, I always kind of liked that character. Even though, like, ever since, like, the basement, and then, like, they tried to make it seem like Todd was, like, a really nice guy, but yet, but yet he still, like, goes psycho sometimes. I think it's, like, I don't think it's the actor. I think it's, like, how the character is now. Like, he does all this crazy stuff, and it's, like, never even a problem anymore with the law. It's just, like, he gets away with everything. And he, like, mopes around about Danny not liking him. It's like, Danny should never like you. You're a creepy rapist to her. Sorry. But, I don't know, I've heard a lot of people, like, want him, Roger, to come back, too. I don't know if, like, he could have, like, a long-lost twin or something, and that's why, and they could both be on or something. I don't know. I used to, I used to like, uh, Roger, though. You know, he always reminded me, back in, like, the 90s, him and Blair, of, like, Beauty and the Beast. Like, I used used to wear, like, the funky shirts, and he had the long hair. And, I don't know, I used to watch that movie, too, because I was little when it came out. I just thought the show was right Beauty and the Beast, and I liked it. Even though he was kind of a rapist, I felt bad for him. And he got, you know, better as as a person. But he was still, like, a psycho. And Psycho Todd's a lot funner than Mopey Todd, whoever's playing him. I can't stand Mopey (laughs) Todd. He makes me stabby. Ugh. So. Oh, man. That's funny. I never had to put it in a perspective before. And yes, Taya's going to have a brain tumor, which yeah, I know Florentia Lozano is going to act the hell out of, no doubt. No, I keep hearing rumors that she's gone, and then I keep hearing rumors that she's really staying, and then I keep hearing that she's Yeah, it's going back and forth between the fact of that, oh, she's going to be the next one that's ousted behind the scenes of One Night to Live. Oh, no, but she signed a contract. Mm-hmm. What's the deal here? What's the deal? I don't know. They have contracts, and they're like, "But I Brett Claywell." Darn it! <laughs> you know what? You have to welcome uh, them on your show. Your interview with them was like amazing. Well, okay. thank you. They were fun. I had to, they were a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I called up. I called them up. I was like, "Okay, let's get Scott on the show because I would love to do an interview with both Scott and Brett." Unbeknownst to Brent, that uh, I was gonna try to finagle Scott coming on the show on the show. So mm-hmm. here I am, I brought Scott on the line and there it was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> cool. You know what though? I thought like it was supposed to be at a different time, so like I didn't get to catch it live. I was like devastated. I was like, no, I want to be in the chat room for that one. But it was so good. Everyone loved it. Like really well, Yeah, on- I could tell by the downloads yeah. I got. <laughs> by all the tweets and Facebook messages and do you ever go to the uh, the Kiss message board? People went no. crazy over there. Yeah. I I was like there. I'm still there a lot. But like every day, you know, we had the spoiler and that strategy. Talk about what could be coming up for the Kiss boys, you know. And now there's really no point to that just yet. But nice. I'm, nice. I like it. I like it. And I am extended in for another this show for another hour because it looks like Showtime USA is Don Griffin is going to be coming on the line very soon. And we're going to be dishing everything about soaps. But before she calls in, we're going to take this next caller. Jenna, thank you so much for calling in, by the way. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. We're going to take this next caller before Don calls in. Area code 616. What's up? How are Here you? Go. What's your name? Where are you How calling are you from? Go. 
I'm John from Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's John. What's up, John? How are you? Good. No, I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Neville? I'm good. I know you're. A, I know you're a huge soap connoisseur like myself. Yeah. I know uh, you have a. I know you have opinions. So let's let's get right on it. What soaps so, you watch? Uh, what I, you I, hate? What you well, like? Well, actually, actually, I watch them all. Uh, I always keep up with all of them, and the Weiner thing with. Um, Lauren and Ryder and Daisy and I hate Daisy and uh, thank you somebody else hates Daisy. Um, I well, I just don't get. I think they totally messed messed about. If they wanted one of the twins to be the aggressive one, it should have been Ryder because they're wasting Wilson Bethel in the storyline. Because I think he could really. I mean, he's doing great with what they give him, but I mean, he could have been great as like the one pulling the strings. But they give it to this to Daisy, who is not scary at all. She's like, "I will hurt you," and I'm just like laughing every time I watch it. I'm like, "Okay, you know." And he's cowering in the background, like, "Oh, she's gonna hurt me," and it's like I don't buy it, you know. And then they did all like, and I really like Ryder, so the fact that they did all this crap to him is like I I hope they keep him somehow, you know. Like he ends up saving the day or something like. But what really ticks me off about that story is the whole, um, there's Sheila's kids, and Sheila had two other kids that nobody knew about, even though she only met Terrible Tom, like, six years ago. Thank you. <laughs> I just love how they just, like, write that stuff. So, and They couldn't have just brought on her daughter from The Bold and the Beautiful, you know, that Mary or whatever her face was. Mary, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she was psycho. She was going after Rick at the time, trying to, you know... Get, get him, I mean, she wasn't, you know, stable at that point, so I, I mean, they could have done that, but no, and then, or they could have just brought Sheila back, but I know that's been tried and true, but, and then this whole thing with Sarah, her name is Sarah, she's got a sister that she never had before, and what really kind of, when I heard the name, because it kind of leaked what the name was before, you know, you saw Tracy Bergman on screen, I was like, because I watched B&B back in the 90s when Sheila was on, and she was right. in a storyline where she was in a nut house, and Ken Schreiner played her doctor. And I Ellen remember Wheeler, that. Ellen Wheeler played one of her, like, you know, uh, nut house mates, and, her, and they were really close, and her character's name was Sarah. So I thought, well, what if it's that character getting revenge? That would have made a lot more sense than them making some sister that never existed, you know? Mm-hmm. It, you know. I kind of think they came up with that at the last minute because well, in my and head that, I'm thinking like they were trying maybe to get Kimberlyn back on the show as Sheila but since they couldn't maybe get her back in the role they probably came up with this whole Sarah Smythe thing at the drop of the hat we're like why don't we get Tracy Bregman you know and I mean Tracy's doing great with it I mean you know she's working her butt off and it's it's good stuff for her but I mean it's just you know you have Patty and Emily and I mean nothing against Stacey how to do because I think she's awesome but it's like you have to do duplicate stories and you know I'm just waiting for someone else to have a you know a twin you know like then there'll be three stories you know it's yeah. it's yeah it's just really bad and then like I watched Bull and the Beautiful this week. And yeah, I don't know why that. I don't know why they had that poor woman go crazy and like dive in that pool after that cloth that got thrown in there. I'm like, if you're actually going to kill somebody, honestly, she's just going to drown because 
because she's now got Alzheimer's, she doesn't know. She no longer knows how to swim. I'm like, thank oh, you. Here, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, oh, I, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. When I now I found out about that story like weeks before this was going to happen. Uh, a close friend of mine uh, and I were discussing this, and they were telling me that Beth was going to get killed off. Uh, and what they were going to do was have her drown in the pool, and she suddenly forget how to swim because of her Alzheimer's, and she can't swim after that argument. Steph walks away, and she just drowns in the water. Excuse me? Yes, this message is right now brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. That storyline was redonkulous. Yes, whenever I use that word, I have to have to say Daytime Confidential, just so you know. <laughs> well, but, yeah, um, but... Yeah, I saw but that. It was, I was just so like... terrible because the the thing about it was that really got me was that didn't his dad have Alzheimer's? Didn't who have Alzheimer's? His dad, his dad didn't his dad have Alzheimer's disease? And you're supposed to oh, if you were you're, doing you're talking this, Brad Bell. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Brad Ooh. Bell. Yes, I'm talking about Brad Ooh. Bell. You're talking from about what you. I, I understand. Know. And, again, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody who's listening. From what I heard, I heard the great late Bill Bell had Alzheimer's disease, and you're right now discrediting that of what your dad had by doing the storyline to this woman and making her forget and drown in a pool. You're making a mockery of your dad. Well, and I, I honestly still think that, and this this really kind of surprises me, because if you would have asked me two months ago, back in January, like my favorite shows were at the time Young the Restless and One Life to Live, and I didn't really like all my children. And General Hospital was too sunny oriented, and he was in everything. And now I love General Hospital. It's still sunny oriented, but more people are involved with it. And that's the thing I kind of like. You can make a sh- you can make a story about like a person, but if you involve the entire canvas in on it, then it's better. But if it's just four people. It you know it it really slows down so that's why I'm really liking General Hospital. I was actually watching it the past couple of weeks and I'm like oh okay this is actually you know this is actually good and it's going to really hit a lot of people and you have Michael and Morgan and you know I really feel for what they're going through especially Morgan because he feels like he totally like screwed everything up for his family you know and the new Michael I don't mind him I'm going to wait to see what he does in the courtroom and how he handles those scenes before. I give uh, a, a grade or anything on it. I still am, don't buy this, oh, we just wanted to replace him, blah, blah, blah. I have a feeling something happened. I don't know what, because it just smacks of, like, we needed to get Everybody was shocked fast. when he was released, you know what I mean? Everybody was shocked that Drew was gone. Well, I mean, but, and, like, Chad's hairstyle was somewhat similar to what Drew's had. He's wearing the same exact clothes. It's basically picked up from this, the last scene that Drew had, it picked up right from there. So they like basically carbon copied, you know, Drew onto him as much as he could. The guy's got a deeper voice. So I don't know if that was part of it. That's what some people were saying. His voice is deeper, so that's one but he's not a bad actor. I think some people are just not gonna like him because they like Drew so much, which is unfair. They like Drew a lot, yeah. Because it's not this kid's fault that he took a part, you know, he took a job. And I really don't even think he knew what job he what role he was taking because when he got the job, he put it on his Facebook fan page. He's like, "I just got a role on General Hospital." I don't even think he knew that it was a recast. 
you know, but nowadays. <laughs> unfortunately, ABC does it a lot. I mean, I love One Life to Live, half for years, but what they did to Daphne Duplex and Scott Clifton and uh, Scott Evans and Brett, and especially not letting any of them know that they were gone until they had already filmed all their stuff, that's... Like, yeah. I, I don't care if you have a contract or you come in, like, once a month. You know, they could just be like, yeah, we're not going to need you for this amount of time, thank you for your contribution, you know, or something, you know, not just, oh, yeah, let's tell, no offense to Michael Logan at TV Guide, but let's just tell TV Guide online, you know, and that's how everybody will find out, you know, because we didn't want to, you know, I mean, it's, I I don't blame him, but I think it's just a shady way to do it, you know, and it really sucks because I honestly think they still could have, like, I don't like this whole Rex, I need to find my new parents thing, because I don't want him to be Bo's son, because Bo already has three kids that he did not raise. He had Drew that he didn't raise. He didn't really raise Matthew from the start, and he didn't know anything about David. So he doesn't know anything about Rex. So, you know, that's four kids he never knew about. And I honestly don't think Rex deserves to be his kid, because Rex is too douchey to me lately. I just... I I don't know what I don't know who his family should be, but I hope they stay out of that. But I like what I was hoping for is I don't understand even if they were getting rid of Scott Clifton, why they couldn't have made him and Rex twins. You yeah, know why I mean? did they have to do a complete one eighty of his character? And then why did they have to totally like screw Eileen Kristen and be like, well, you know, we're gonna take Rex away from you and. You know, Sky's not. Sky's going to be off screen, and I'm really worried that she's not going to be working very much. People are like, "Oh no, she'll work a lot." I'm like, "Well, Kyle's gone, Oliver's gone. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. You know, I, I, which is really sad because she brings a lot to what she does, and she's yeah, one she of really people. Does. She's one of those people, and Susan Haskell included, that even if they're given crap, can make really good stuff out of it because I don't like this whole John McBain thing and her dating, but when she lost that baby, like. I I believed it, you know. She really did a great job, you know, and I was like, well, at least, you know, she can bring it, you know. I don't like them together. Yeah. I, I honestly don't like John Lepertley. I think he's just boring, but he kind of brings down some people. That's why, and the thing with Natalie, I don't understand how she can be so deeply in love with Jared, who just died four months ago, and now wants to get with John, you know. It's like... <laughs> You know, and then, like, the whole Langston thing, just, like, honestly, David Gregory seems like a really nice guy, but they could get rid of Ford tomorrow, and I wouldn't miss it. Like, I think they're doing a real huge disservice to her character by having her do this and not being on Marco, you know, because she's just, I don't know, she's, it's just, I don't want to say it's out of character, because we don't really know that much about her background or whatnot, but it just seems like, Somebody, it just seems like they want to do a story about someone exploring, like, sowing their wild oats, and which is fine, but I think they're taking liberties here, and it just doesn't make sense. And they're not really giving David Gregory a lot to do except take his shirt off a lot. You know, and that gets old after a while. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. can you, you know, can you act? Can you, or are you just a pretty face? You know, and it, it just hurts story potential because... It starts making Star, and with everyone keeping the secret, it makes Star and Cole look like idiots, you know, and it makes Marco, Marco look like the biggest idiot because he has no idea what's going on, which most people would think be, like, questioning stuff like that. And he's just had so many, like, missed opportunities there, especially, I don't know if you saw it today, where he found, 
he went to the hotel room and he found uh, Ford in there, and you know, uh, Langston was hiding, and she, you know, and he basically talked Marco down from, you know, and tried to ex- and explained it out, which I thought was really lame. I was like, okay, just get it over with, <laughs> you know, just expose them and move on, you know, because it, 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 it's going on too long, and the whole Jessica, I hope to God that they figure out how to revert her back to uh, being 30, because this whole, first of all, because that's not how Jessica acted, and I'm not saying that she needs to go and, like, watch Aaron Torpy and act like Aaron, but you need to, she needs to go find out how Jessica was, what her thought process was back when she was 17, 18, and that's not how Jessica yeah. was thinking back then, you know. So it's it just it doesn't make sense. And, and remember, and this I, is the same girl that said the quote that Aaron Torpy was not sexy in the role, which kind of pissed me off. But no, man. I think, and that's some some people were kind of saying to me because when Aaron came back and did the 40th anniversary episodes as Megan, people were like, "Well, I don't know if I could see her back as Jessica." I think I could. I think she could do it. I you could, know. I could see her doing she it. Yeah, she could definitely do it. You know, like people say now, they don't. You know, they were so nervous about Jonathan Jackson returning as Lucky. I, he's been doing great. You know, yeah, he doesn't look as. Oh yeah, everybody. That that was the funny thing. Like everybody did not want to see him back in the role of Lucky because he had grown up and everything. But here's Jonathan Jackson coming back to the show, and what happened? The crowd shut up. Yeah, great. Well, he's he's a, he's just an, he's one of those actors that can take he takes whatever they give whatever people give him and he gives 150 percent, you know, and he just does his job because as an actor you're not your job is not to write the thing your job is to act what's on the page whether or not you like it or not, you know, you have a contract you do what do what says you, you do what's on you do what's on the page yeah. and you give it all you and got and then you complain later to people when they listen you're like okay you know <laughs> I really like that you know because I like the I like the honest the honest actors, too, that will come out and say, yeah, that wasn't the best thing, and aren't worried about, you know, being told not to say stuff, you know, like, oh, yeah, that wasn't right. the best, because at least they see what we see, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm not blind, but, all right, uh, thank you for taking my call, I'll let you get to your hundreds of other calls I'm sure you have, so. Absolutely, we're about to actually start our next segment, actually, so if anybody wants to call back in while we have Dawn on the line, you're free to do so. So we're going to go ahead and get started on that right now. So if you want to stay on hold, John, you are able to. If you want to call back in, you are able to, okay? Okay, thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're starting our next segment for the next hour. Did I extend it? I did extend it, but I only extended it a half an hour. I'll extend it to another 30 minutes. Uh, because there is a lot that we're about to delve into right now. She's one of the columnists at the Town USA. Dawn Griffin is on the line with us right now. How are Hello? you? Hello. I'm good. Long time no here. Yes, I know. Here. Yes, it's been show. a while since it's been a while since we've done one of these, but they're a lot of fun. Yes, because we're about to. There's a lot of stuff that I intentionally did not want to get into with the callers that I waited for to get into with you, because. Yeah. And I bet I know what the first one is, so go ahead. <laughs> All right. I Because I seriously had to scratch my head with this. Last night, I come <laughs> home and find out the news that the Hoff is returning to the Young and the Restless as Snapper. And 
not only is he coming back, but Juliana McCarthy is coming back as Liz Foster. They're bringing back the Foster clan on The Young and the Restless. Why? Yes. Let's, um, let's get right into this. Look, listen, they haven't been around for how long now? <coughs> oh, my Liz. God. We're leaving Liz out of this. We're leaving Liz out of this. Because there are times where she does make some t- uh, appearances on the show. Often. Yeah. But as far as Snapper goes, as well as his brother, they haven't been seen since, what, 82, 83? Pretty, pretty much. And they're bringing them back now. What what purpose is this? The only thing I can think of is someone in that foster family is about to die. Some are speculating and that it's Jill. Some are speculating that it's Liz. Well, it, would thoughts. it make sense for Liz to die by bringing her back to General City and the rest of the family back to General City? Or maybe she wants to go back to General City to die there? I don't know. Um, but I do want to let people know that, um, you know, a lot of people wanted uh, Bill Espy, who was the original Snapper. Uh, they wanted to know why he wasn't asked to come back. He actually retired from acting quite some time ago. So, and I think David Hasselhoff probably has to pay for his knee surgery or something. I don't know what it is. But it's just, when I read this news, I was like, this is so far out in left field that it's not even in, it's in the parking lot. Uh-huh. It's in the parking lot. It's not even in the ball field at all. This is really out of left field. What? Huh? It's great because the Fosters are uh, one of the founding families in General City, but it's really out of nowhere. What's going on here? It was different, obviously, in 2002 when they had Jamie Lynn Bauer come on the show when Victor and Nikki were about to get married for the second time. That was different because, that, hello, that was one of Victor's exes. Mm-hmm. And her character and Melody's character, Nikki Newman, they, ironically enough, when they got married the first time, when Nikki and Victor got married the first time in 84, Lori and Nikki had a confrontation then. It was ironic that they had another confrontation many years mm-hmm. later. Yeah. <laughs> So I kind of thought that was a little nod to history there, that that was going on with yeah. with those two. I kind of actually chuckled. So that made sense. But does it make sense to bring back Snapper, Snapper's brother and Liz right now? No. Unless they're, I hope they're not doing something to Jill, because that would Well, suck. that's what a lot of people are scared of right now, that probably something might happen to the character of Jill. Uh, the Hoff Jenna was actually on daytime before he started with K-I-T-T, Kit. He was on The Young and the Restless before he went to Knight Rider. So he yeah. got to start in daytime first. So it's very weird to see him back in the role. I can say maybe he's doing it for the money. He has to have a knee replaced. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to joke about it, but... I mean, I'm sure this uh, Young and the Restless knows what they're doing, or maybe they don't, and we're beginning to wonder. But uh, I hope you have a good story planned for the, the Fosters, because it'll be nice to see Juliana and Greg, yeah. uh, Wings, and Greg. the actor playing Greg. And I don't know, the Hoff, I guess we'll be able to, I'll be able to put up with him too, I guess. <laughs> it'll be interesting. I don't know uh, what to... I don't know how to feel about that yet. 
Because I honestly think if we see the Hoth back, he'll be in leather pants. Yikes. That I don't need. Isn't that what he only wears? Pretty much. <laughs> like, ugh, no. Uh, if anything, have him come back in scrubs. That'll be at least a bit more tactful since he was a doctor. Yeah. I just, I'm just scared to think of what they're going to do with the Fosters when they have them all come back because that's a little bit scary. I mean, it is May Sweet soon. Well, you know, I, it, it's understandable that the fans are like, okay, um, Fosters, um, is this good or is this bad? Because you're looking at the rest of the show and you've got Lipstick Lauren, you've got Peroxide Patty and their bookends and 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 this uh, – Daisy person, and everybody's going, oh, my God, this show is terrible. What are they going to do to the Fosters? What's going on? Oh, my God. I know there's some comments in, like, it's not as bad as we're saying it is. I'm like, it's bad. It's bad. The other day on Twitter, I was um, uh, reading Jamie Giddens' Uh, tweets about Y&R, and I'm, I, I thought he was going to blow a gasket. <laughs> I really did. He was just, oh, my God. He was just going off about this Lauren double story, and um, how. What, and if I was Tracy Bregman, I would, you know, go in my dressing room and sit there until they rewrite it and refuse to play it. That's what he was saying. And she is on recurring, so I, she can probably do that. Yeah, <laughs> and I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> I wouldn't blame her either. I, say, I I think she's happy that she just has a storyline. That's yeah. all it is. I think well, that's all it is. She is happy that she has a story that she's playing on the show, no matter how weak. Yeah. But she's doing something. And, and speaking, speaking of people that are finally getting a storyline, can we go on to Days and Hope? Yes, let's let's chuck over to Days because we're going to go back to the Y&R in a minute. We're going to chuck over to the other shows right now. We're going to save the rest for last about Y&R, because I know there's something else that you wanted to mention about it. Yeah. Let's chuck over to Days right now and talk about this whole thing with Hope. I have I have a lot to get ca- caught up on, because there's a few days I've been missing. So I hear she's popping pills. I hear she's yeah. hitting people over the head. She's uh, taking sleeping pills. They make her act weird. She goes out at night and starts mugging people. She's got a lovely collection of wallets so far. Um, Abe has been mugged. Justin has been mugged. The DA was mugged. We're getting ready to see EJ get mugged. And then next will be, oh, if you don't want to know, don't listen. The next victim is Brady. I heard about that. Yeah. Mm. So... I was thinking, what until I read the article from Soap Opera Digest, I was thinking, what do these guys all have in common? They're all, they're all in a position of power, either because of their job or because of their money. But it's basically men in general that Hope is lashing out at. So are, are we going to see Princess Gina come back, or is this just a, an effect of the drugs? I don't know where they could go with that story. Um when I first read it, I kind of thought it was a little bit rolling of the eyes kind of material, but you never know. You well, never you know. know. I 
I told daytime royalty about Hope hitting EJ several weeks ago, and we're all just, what? <laughs> what do you mean she hits EJ? Yeah, she whacks him in the back of the head with a gun, with the, with the butt of her, of her gun, and everybody's like, why? Well, now they know. <laughs> now they know. He's a man. <laughs> and He's she hopped up on sleeping pills. <laughs> yeah. She's just going wow. out into the middle of the night and just, just hitting men over the head and mugging them. I mean, it's quite possible Princess Gina could really come back out of hiding. And there you have it. Honestly, I was a fan of that uh, story. I don't think many people were, but I was. Yeah. But it's it's a good story for Christian Alfonso, and she's probably going to kick some ass. Yeah. But it's going to be... Hopefully, anyway. I wouldn't. I um. She's gotta have want something her. to do while she's gotta have something to do while Peter Reckle is not on screen. She's gotta have something to do, but besides scrap with Carly, and scrap with Carly and scrap with Carly, she's gotta have something to do. And I think this could be a good story for her if they do it right. Mm. Days of the history of messing up storylines, though. Oh mm. uh, yeah. Mhm. Who's the most ill-defined character on that show besides John Black? EJ. His story backstory keeps changing on a dime. All right, what is the deal with EJ and you? Because I'm reading your, I was reading your comments in the room, and you pretty much was just like saying he needs to be six feet under. <laughs> I just, I, I know everybody loves a lot, not everybody, but a lot of people like EJ. I don't have anything against James Scott. I love James Scott. He's a sweetheart. Charming, very friendly person. I adore that man. EJ is someone that I never took to, even from day one. I thought he was obnoxious, self-serving, dangerous, and he just has this um, sense of entitlement about himself that just makes me want to scream, and I've just never liked him. And I still it's don't funny. like him. It's so hysterical. You know, I when I talked to Jane uh, Scott on the show, I seriously was scared to death. Why? <laughs> I was. James Scott is one of the sweetest men you'll ever meet. Oh no, I, I I agree with that. He is, but it was just like when I talked to him on the phone, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was shivering. <laughs> Would you think he'd gonna go EJ on you or something? <laughs> I, I I hope he wouldn't, but, you know, I mean, I was, like, so intimidated by the man. You, I was, seriously was. I was, like, trembling beyond belief. First of all, it was the first time I ever talked to him, and he's, like, one of my favorite actors. And I spoke to him, and I was, like, going, like, oh, my God. Hands sweating, head sweating, stuttering, all the above. It was just. Wow. Wow. But did it, I didn't hear your James Scott show yet, but did you notice how well he knows the character and how much insight he provides to the character? He gives a lot of thought oh, yeah. to um, yeah, how he, he plays EJ and how EJ thinks and what makes him tick. James thinks about a lot of that. We and talked about that. I think that that's, why he does, yeah. that's why he does so well in the role. Yeah, he did talk about that. He, we did talk about what makes, what makes him tick. Yeah. Like, what, is, what is his motive? And the problem is what makes EJ tick t- tends to keep changing. Well, that, too. It's funny. Cindy Mintz is like saying they want this 
stupid Cindy napping story over and he did it get busted. It's funny, we were when James and I were talking about that story, it's funny how when he, we, I had mentioned this to him, like what was his purpose for doing this to her is because of the fact that they kept the child from him. They kept the child from him. They wanted to make Sammy and Nicole suffer for what they put him through. Hindsight 2020, James find out he saw what he was doing to Sammy, and he did not want to do that to the mother of their child, and saw that this was upsetting her. He can't upset the woman he loves. He can't put yeah. her through this emotional hell. And he had to rectify the situation and by bringing the daughter back in his own way. That's correct. Well, in his own way. And he and James got said in his heart he loves Samantha. Okay. <laughs> he has a funny way of showing it. Then, hey, it's what it was said. <laughs> I, I know. He, loves- he He's told me the same thing, but the fact is EJ, you know, claims to love Sammy, but he shows her that love by hurting her over and over and over. That must be his way of showing love to every woman. Is this a Denimera way by hurting women that this is the only way they can love somebody? Isn't that what Stefano used to do to Marlena? He loved her, but he hurt her. Mm-hmm. It must be a hereditary trait. Yeah. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong in the romance department, folks. That stuff that Ricky Paul Golden told me earlier must not be true. Hmm. We might have to have a, we might have to have a, a, a one-on-one session about what's it like to really love, especially in Salem. Hmm. Hmm. will be our next topic of discussion. Whatever. Well, Sorry. we could have asked Bo and Hope. <laughs> Yeah, right? I can't steal a child and say that, oh, I did it because I love you. Please. I did it because I love you, but I'm I'm the only uh, person on the planet that's lost a child, so it, I'm allowed to, um, you know, lash out at other people, and I don't care if you're the mother and you're grieving, too. I don't care about that. That's the, one of the things that basically made me dislike EJ was that. I didn't like his reaction to uh, learning that Grace was his daughter. It was understandable, but turning around and trying to put the screws to Sammy is not going to bring Grace back. You know, trying mm. to hurt her somehow, is it, not, is it good, what, is it to make him feel better? Oh, well, you know, move on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can't, I can't get over the fact, I still can't get over the fact that he took the baby and just gave it back to her like as if nothing ever happened, played the hero, and that's it. No more, no less. No more, no less with that. As far as with everything else is going on in Salem, Philip and Chloe having sex. I already mentioned I hope that they get back together. Simply, I was a Philip and Chloe fan. Yeah. Um, Taylor Spritler is off the show. The girl who plays Mia. She has been released. Really? She still has a few more scenes to air, though. And that's a very uh, nice little girl right there. She's a really sweetheart. Real sweetheart. Very nice child. Do you think you'll miss the character, though? Well, you know, I was joking with her one day on Twitter about how, you know, Mia was so such a downer. I was like, you got way too much drama for someone that's only in their teens. You know, your character needs the light. Now she's like, oh, I know, and... 
Yeah, she, I mean, she, she, one day Kenzie said something about Mia would burst into tears if it was cloudy outside, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Mia made it all about her and basically just pouted and uh, whined, and it was a real, real buzzkill. They were, she really needed to lighten up. I go. I really never invested in the characters, so this is like too uh, new to me to hear about this in regards to this chick, uh, the the role that she played. And oh god, if a girl did that in real life, I just have to walk away. It's not oh, drive yeah. away fast enough in my car. Is that a little too much for me? Well, it didn't matter what was going on in Salem. Mia would be moping about it. If somebody's goldfish died, she'd be moping about it. It was. It, I'm like, this girl is 17 years old. Why is she so jaded? And this is this is not a t- this is a teen teenager here. Let's have some fun. Let's lighten her up a little, a little bit, bit, please. Yeah. Just someone. Not. I mean, you can even progress gradually. Just give us a little something, anything, please. A smile. <laughs> At least that. Sheesh. Be like how you were in the day's dancing video. Something like that. Come on. Yeah. That was fun. But, um, you know, Taylor's a, she's a good little actress, and she's a very nice girl, and I, I think she's going to do good things. So. Some, Jenna said, do soap actors get free haircuts whenever they want by, like, the hair people? Sometimes the hairstylists do cut the hair. But I, I, and I'm pretty sure it's free. A lot of actors don't do that, but some of them do. Let the hair fellow. They have to get. Hair. They have to get clearance in order to do something to their hair. If it's something really, really drastic, like a coloring or a man, major cut, they have to get permission from the show. They have to get permission from the show in order for them to get their hair cut. Like a case in point, Hillary B. Smith. Whenever she gets her hair chopped. She'd have to go through the show in order to get her hair cut. Another case in point with the same actress back in the 80s when she was on As the World Turns as Margot, she had to get permission to have children. Yeah. She had to get permission to have children. She had to go to the producers and go, she'd like to have a baby, and she'd like to have the baby by June. Yeah. She had to get permission to have children. I seriously almost fell out of my chair when she told me that. I thought that was hysterical. Mm. Well, they have far better ways of hiding it now. So yeah, but there are a couple of Jenna Michelle. There, you're right. There are some people that need some haircuts. Eddie Alderson, <laughs> the, the guy that plays Philip on Days, he could use a haircut. He needs a wash. That's nothing. He doesn't need just a cut. <laughs> he needs a shampoo, rinse, and everything in the whole kit and caboodle right there because I don't know what's going on with him because he's looking like a rabid dog. <laughs> I said, homeboy, do something with your hair. Do something with your face because you're looking like all kinds of messed up. Sorry, but that just don't fly. <laughs> mm. Then uh, the guy that plays Ethan on General Hospital, he looks like he just you know rolled out of a cab from an all-night bender. Um, they put him his hair in ponytails. It makes him look like pebbles. And I'm like, who's, who's what doing is up with these hair? wigs on YNR? I'm sorry, Tom oh. Lee Williams. You need a better <laughs> wig on your hair because that's just 
that's just messed up hair that you're wearing. Because you should see that. We were all on Twitter about it, and I'm looking at her wig, and I said, oh, no. Just mm. put a weave in or something. That would have been so much better than that damn wig. I know money's tight in the budget, but please. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's right. As the world turns, had four extras pregnant at the same time. Yes. And, and that's when uh, they sent them all to that spa. The spa. Yeah, I remember Kelly that. Kelly Hensley, Kelly Manningham Hensley, and Mara West were pregnant at the same time. Martha Byrne got pregnant after that storyline wrapped up. So when yeah. the two actresses came back from their maternity leave, Martha Byrne got pregnant. Yeah. And then. Uh, Terry Colombino was then followed by them, followed by her, Terry Colombino got pregnant. Wow, they really shouldn't drink the water. <laughs> so, yeah, more actresses, don't, you're right. Don't drink the water, it does, the world turns, oh my God. <laughs> all right, let's jump ship to All My Children right now. Okay. We talked briefly with someone earlier about Palmer's Memorial. Your thoughts on it? I agree with you. There, the flashbacks. There were they were nice, but there could have been more of them, because Palmer had a lot. Thank God they didn't do any of that chicken check stuff. But um, Palmer had a lot of good story. They did show some very good scenes. It just they just weren't long enough. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of them. But they just were really short segments just throughout the whole show. But overall, it wasn't enough flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, I felt the same way when they did the tribute to Ruth Warwick as well. Yeah, and I thought that was good too. But it was just, it just felt short. Yeah, it was. It was a nice show, though. It really was. I think they could have included more of the cast, though. Yeah. And that uh, the ending segment with Dixie, that was really nice. That was touching. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, yeah. That was touching. I like that, and it was nice seeing Nina and Daisy. Oh yeah, definitely. What the, my favorite part was finding out that Daisy and Palmer had been meeting every year in September, and then Opal says, "Well, it's not September; it's only April." And Daisy realized that Opal knew about it the whole time and was fine I with it. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, Did "Oh I, wow, that is so awesome." <laughs> Yeah, because Nina and Daisy were talking about that, and she said the same thing. They're like, it's April. <laughs> That's wow, too funny. That that was kind of cute. It really was. Because, you know, Palmer, you know, he loved Opal, and he never made a secret of that. But Daisy was always a part of him. And obviously she still was. But that was really sweet. I thought that was really adorable. That was a little sweet scene right there. Okay, very good. I thought it was really good. Again, more flashbacks, but I'm not going to be picky. Yes, definitely more flashbacks, especially when... Let's put it in in perspective. At least we got one. Yeah, and overall, I would would give the show B plus, A minus. It was, you know, it, it was pretty good. Now, what did you think? I told my coworker this, right? about Michael Nuri coming on as Erica's new love interest and how she runs into him is basically by flying into his house because the plane crashes into it. 
Huh? <laughs> is that how he arrives? Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's how but, it happens. She apparently Eric is gonna be on her plane, her private jet, and it crashes into where Michael Nuri's character is staying, which is like an island kind of thing, and just crashes into his home. Yeah, that's how we'll be introduced. Okay, but I have a stupid question. Why are they bringing on someone new for Erica? What was wrong with Jack, Jackson Montgomery? Do you want to ask me that question again? What was wrong with Jackson Montgomery? I, I thought uh, they were together somewhat. You thought that, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you obviously thought wrong because well, you know, I guess Opal they don't want to some... put them in that direction. Well, Opal said something to Erica yesterday. She said, you know, you, you know, Palmer wanted you to find the love of your life, and you can start by looking in the kitchen. And she was talking about Jackson. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Do you think that the new writers will probably do something between Jackson, Erica, and whatever Michael is going to be playing? Notice how I'm so invested in his character. I'm really yeah, not because there's really no need for it. <laughs> that, that was my bottom line too. There's there's no need for this character. No offense to Mr. Nori, but Opal said it yesterday, and I agree with her. <laughs> the love is right there in the kitchen. I like that line. Whoever wrote that, that deserves an A just for that line alone. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that line. And John had touched on this as well in regards to The Bull and Beautiful, in regards to Beth dying in the pool because she can't remember how to swim. Who who in their right mind would come up and do a storyline like that? That is an atrocity. It is an atrocity, especially if you know somebody who is suffering from Alzheimer's, and I do. A good friend of mine, his wife, is in advanced Alzheimer's, and she's only in her mid-50s. She's about Beth's age, a little younger, and that is just a, a, a slap in the face, and very t- and to me it's tasteless. She's going to die anyway. Why let her, why let her dr- drown? Why let her die in such a sensational, quote-unquote, way. Just let her go peacefully in her sleep. That would have been better. But, you know, but really, what was the point of killing off another character anyway? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're smoking the same stuff that people at Y&R are smoking. They are next door to each other. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And they are related. Yeah. I try not to think about that. But it's the truth. They are I do, <laughs> I do want to address something that Cindy is point, pointing out, and I, but I don't exactly agree with it. She thinks that the ratings for days are dropping because Sammy and Rafe are not together. And I do want to point out, and I said this on Daytime Royalty, the reason I believe that days is was dropping is because there's a lot of action but no movement in the story. They're all just spinning their wheels right now. It's starting to move a little bit, but it's basically just spinning their wheels over and over and over, and nothing's happening. 
It's just a lot of action, but no movement. That's why I think the weightings drop, not because of uh, Sammy and Rafe. To, to, mm-hmm. to pin it all on one person or one pairing or one whatever is, um, is uh, naive. You have to look at the overall picture. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> really, there hasn't been anything going on between Rafe and Sammy. They, pretty much, Rafe is out of the picture. Yeah, he's getting ready to <laughs> go after Anna. Ever since, ever since Sydney was brought back to Sammy, Rafe who? Yeah, and Rafe's getting ready to go to you know South America or wherever the heck Anna is, and and try to find her, and that's when we're going to see Calliope. And Rafe's uh, basically out of the picture for the moment. I miss Calliope. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she's I as really funny do. as she's always been. I hope so. Otherwise, it wouldn't do me justice. And speaking of which, I got the book today. Yeah. Did you get the book today? Mm-mm. Or... Yes, uh, I got the Days of Our Lives book. Oh, okay. From uh, Bill and Susan? Uh, Ken Corday's book. Oh, Ken Corday, yeah, because Bill and Susan wrote one, too. Ken Corday's book, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. How is it? Have you read any of it? I just got it today. I haven't been, with the two shows I had today, I haven't been able to read it yet. (laughs) But I will be reading that book, because that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. It should be, and speaking of interesting books. (laughs) Yes. Yes, acting drama of Victoria Rell's book, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. Yeah. God, I, what did she I say on she... my show? She said, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva, get your copy, is what she said to me. I hope like, she unburies everybody that she can find. Because <laughs> I just, you know it's based on truth. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know we love Dish. <laughs> I, I uh, okay, I know acting drama. I know you've been waiting for it. I know you've been waiting for us to talk about this. Nelson Branco has posted his interview today that he did with Michelle Stafford. Mm-hmm. And he did address in this interview about Victoria Rowell, especially in regards to the spit take incident. Hmm. Yeah. And thoughts about the spit take incident. And it was just it was just it was spit. She had water in her mouth, she spit it out. Mm-hmm. And she could have, and she, I will say, she did admit about, she um, could have maybe said something beforehand, but it was completely and totally above and beyond the call of duty. And she was asked if she would welcome Victoria Rao back to the show. Really? And she said yes, she would. She said she would welcome Victoria Rao back to the show. And as she's a neighbor of hers, she only lives a few streets away from her. She thinks she's amazing. And I quote, I think what she does for people and charities is incredible. She has a lot of power. Yeah. Well, you know, Vicky uh, said something the other night on Twitter that the majority of YNR's audience is African-American, and I believe that is accurate. So why aren't you featuring African American characters? Yes, they. I mean, I'm sure they all love uh, 
all the fans love Victor. I don't like Victor, but, you know, fans love Victor, fans love Nikki. But they love let's, Drew. Let's correct that. Um, uh, Michelle did say that uh, uh, before they taped the scene, I told everyone that I thought Phyllis should do a spit take at the moment where Drusilla said something shocking. Everyone agreed. Unfortunately, some of the spit got in her face. Technically, I guess I did spit on her, but it's not true that I did it on purpose. That's what happened. You can ask the director. I saw Vicky recently. We had a pleasant talk about my daughter. Before I left the show, I even picked her brain about adopting. I value her knowledge because of her history with the foster care system. I really consider ourselves friends. It's hurtful to me that she would say anything bad about me now. I don't understand it because I thought we were okay. She's a fantastic actress. I loved working with her. There was one point I didn't like so much, but overall I thought we worked really well together. If I didn't like Victoria, I'd probably not go on the record about this and just issue a no comment. Usually no comment means, oh, I have a big comment. Yeah. Do I think YNR should bring back Drew? Yes. She's an immensely popular character. I think the audience would, you know, maybe YNR is getting too jaded. Maybe they think, well, we're still number one. The heck with it. Let's write what we want. People are going to watch it anyway. They can't do that. There was a reason they were number one. Um, And it's because they were the show everybody looked up to, and they need to go back to that. Well, I just have to say that when we did the interview with Victoria a couple, a few weeks ago, and we had mentioned about um, Simone, see the name escapes me because it was just that bad, uh, being a Drusilla-esque type, mm-hmm. immediately we got a little bit perturbed. Not a little, I should say a lot. Oh, she's still yeah. perturbed. <laughs> Because that was just that was just a decimate. I mean, look, they tried to do this with the the Tyra character, and that was a flop in itself because that was just boring. What was her well, set purpose? If you got if you have the original or you can get the original, why are you going for seconds? If you want to write a Drew like character, just bring back Drew. Accept no substitutes. It's all in regards to about being pulled into one sector. You have one side saying not bring her back because they can't work with her. You have the other side saying bring her back because we need her and we need to have YNR spiced up and help be saved. And then you have the middle ground where you don't know what to do. Yeah. I think if the show feels, and I mean the people that actually run the show, feel that Drew is needed and they can do her justice, then the actors are just that don't want her back are just going to have to deal with it. That's the point. They have to deal with it because they don't run the show. They're there to do their lines. They're there to read their scripts. They're there to act opposite of who they're supposed to be in a scene with. They're not supposed to judge. They're not supposed to do this. They're not supposed to do that. If they have a problem with an actor, fine. You have a problem with the actor. There are many people in this business that do not like each other on the show behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. But they do the stuff. They get in there, they do the work, that's it. You don't have to do anything once the scene is over. Run your lines. Do your lines. I want you people to come in, know your dialogue, know your marks, and then start taping. Do your job and leave. If you don't like the person you're working with, that is not my problem. Where you, they have to look at the what is overall best for the show. 
you got to look at the overall picture. You're not you're not going to get along with somebody that you don't like. You're not supposed to. We don't expect you to. That's fine if you have a problem with them. That's fine. But if it is in best regards for a program to bring an actress back that you may not be able to get along with, that but yet can still help a show immensely, bring yeah. them back. And even if you have to have scenes with them, do your scenes with them. Get be them overly. Get them done. And be professional about it. Don't worry about what they're saying on the inside of their head. You do your stuff. Most of the time when people don't like each other uh, behind the scenes, they're actually better on screen than they are uh, when they are when they like each other. Exactly. Exactly. Then I can give you a perfect example. The actors, and I'm sorry I'm gossiping here, I apologize, but the actors that played Rafe and Allison on Port Charles, they were barely on speaking terms toward the end of their story, but was there, were they, did it show on screen? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I didn't know until you just said it just now. I didn't know that they didn't (laughs) like each other. Well, I um, and that's not gossip. I actually got that from the horse's mouth. <laughs> so, wow. But it didn't show on screen. I mean, they there was a whole screen, arc. No. There was a whole arc of Port Charles where those two didn't talk to each other, but it didn't show on screen. So yeah, it can be pulled off. And if you're, yeah. you know, and if somebody on Y and R doesn't want Vicky Rowell to come back and they're threatening to quit their job, if I was the producer, I'd say tell them there's the door. Yeah. Everybody on this show is expendable, even Eric Braden. Of course, he's not one of the ones that's against her, I don't think. Oh, no, Eric Braden will welcome her back in open arms. He loves Victoria Rao, no doubt. Yeah. He even said so. He he came out and said so. Yeah. Which I think is undeniably cool for him to say that. But why should it be with everybody else, a problem. No, if they want to make true, it a problem. And I'm, like I said, if this is true, if this is true, if Peter Bergman and Melody Thomas Scott do have an issue, then you have an issue. But really, why do you need to be bothered with it? You, Your characters barely have scenes with Drusilla. Yeah. And, you know, I so, want to ask, I want to ask Vicki... Somebody did ask her, "Why, if YNR is going to be like this, why do you want to go back? That is she, what somebody did ask her. And what would she say? She said, I can't believe you're asking me that as, as, since I'm a black woman. That's what she said. She's she's um, She wants that show to be to have more diversity. And she knows that it can. And she They're knows that it can by bringing it. back Drew and and uh, writing for the winners. Family, they got an Emmy winner and Brighton McClure, and he's sitting there part of the furniture. And you know, and then they're bringing back the Simone, bring on the Simone person who's an exact replica of Drew. Why don't you just bring back Drew? And what would be Drew. hilarious? <clears throat> Actually, I just had an inspiration. You bring in Simone. Bring in Drew, and Drew sees this girl, Simone, and goes, oh, my God, that's me when I was your age. Mm. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah. 
But really, you can't mess up what was already good to begin. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And why in our they gotta one one day soon they're gonna have to realize that. Can you hear us all the way back there in the forties? Stop ignoring your bread and butter, your primary audience. Know which side your bread's buttered on. I tell you, I read the interviews about Tommy. Tanya Lee Williams gave say that Maria Bell wants to start off with the black storyline again. That was insulting to me. You should it should have been there all along. Why are you starting it up again? Really, that that comment kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And you know, why are used to one of the things about Y&R that made it so unique back in its heyday, should I say, when it was pulling 11.0s, is the fact that it, the cast was evenly spread out. The stories were evenly doled out. It was very well woven. Nobody yeah. sat on the sidelines. And, and that includes the African-American characters. It was all even. And now it's not. I, I don't get it. Do, does Weinar really feel the need to have two doppelangers running around town? That is just absolutely insane. I'm sorry. But, I mean, that is that is clearly a case of somebody falling asleep at the wheel of their computer or wherever they're writing. I mean, I'm glad Tracy Bregman's getting a story, but come on. Let's not insult the woman. This is This is silly. We already have Patty and what's-her-name, and now we have Lauren... And her twin? What are the odds? And on Y&R, Y&R knows better than that. They're supposed to be the elder statesmen as far as good shows go. They're they're supposed to be the one everybody looks up to. And now they're a joke. I'm reading the chat right now. The acting drama says because it shows that she knows the black storyline has been destroyed and... Someone else just asked, what's going on with Malcolm talking on the phone? You know, they're saying, is it Drew on the other side of the phone? You know, if it were Drew on the other side of the phone, I would love it if it were Victoria Rowell as Drew on the other side of the phone. Yeah. And, you know, like she said, who ever heard of a mother not being there for her daughter when she has cancer? Exactly. Seriously. That's insane. That's a- it's insane. And, you know, uh, people have mixed opinions about Victoria Rowell. I love her. I love the fact that she, she stands up for what she believes in and doesn't take any prisoners and likes to rile people up because usually she's right about what she's talking about. And I, I, I adore the woman. Oh, yeah. She's absolutely phenomenal. You know, she knows what she wants. She goes after it. She does it. And everything of the sort. I... Honestly, I don't know what the holdup is in order to bring her back. I don't. Well, like, seriously, what's the deal? What what what's holding you back, people? What's holding you back about not giving my Nikki something to do? Look, you know I'm a connoisseur for my melody, and yeah. you're giving her right now. Like like she said, use the example of the Viking stove. Where is she on the back burner? 
she's not even on the stove. She's on the floor behind. She's not the even stove. on the stone. She she's not even on the store. She's not even on the stove. She's in the backyard where the dogs lie. That's where Melody Thomas Scott is. She's not even close to the house. Not even in the kitchen. The stove is. No, not even in the she's not even, not even in the house. She's waiting for the scraps of story, and that's an insult to her, too. And because that's, that's one thing uh, Y&R had. That's one thing that Y&R used to do that ever, all the other soaps never did, and that's use their veteran characters. She is a veteran character. Tracy Gregman plays a veteran character. Paul is a veteran. Um, and they use those characters, but now they don't. Why do you think Y&R was so popular? Because they evenly doled out the story and the airtime to and even the veteran characters. That's exactly what it was, because they were familiar with Y&R. They were familiar with it because they kept showing their vets on a daily basis. They didn't clean them out. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor last week, I don't know if you heard it too, that Aretha Franklin wanted to guest on the show. Now, I don't know if anybody oh. knows this, but Aretha is a longtime, huge Y&R fan. Well, you know, Aretha Franklin wanted to play Victoria Ralph Drusilla's mother on the show. Yeah. That would have been made of awesome. But Aretha I think wanted they to play her mother? Daphne yeah, Aretha Hathbold. is a huge, huge Y&R fan. Always has been. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting when Melody was talking about when she ran into Aretha Franklin. This is when Melody first started on the show towards the beginning of her run, and she didn't realize who it was that she was talking to, and she felt like she was... Melody felt she was ignorant to her when she saw her in the in the store, and she was just like, oh, my God, I just completely and utterly snubbed Aretha Franklin in my presence. She must now think I'm a bitch. Like, yikes. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's okay. Aretha probably still loves her. <laughs> I think so. I don't think it's yeah. that bad. But, yeah, Aretha is a huge Y&R fan. A huge Y&R fan. Yeah. You never know. With the, at the rate they're going, with all these celebrity guest appearances on these shows, you never know. Yeah. Oh, how great was it when Julianne Moore went back to As the World Turns? I com- I totally taped it just to see that scene. I yeah. totally taped the show to see that scene. And I was, I was, you know what, I was not disappointed. No, neither was I. I was not dis- disappointed simply because of the fact that it was Julianne Moore. And really, did we expect too much from her except just that? I was like, that was enough. Well, you know, when she was taping that show, she had to turn around and fly right back to L.A. and do the Oscars. That was, Her uh, tape date, I believe, was the Friday before the Oscars. You know, I heard I heard something about that, actually. When, see, I didn't know, well, I knew when CBS announced it that it was confirmed that she's going to be making an appearance and as the world turned. I had heard that someone knew about this beforehand, but they couldn't say anything. Yeah. But what they wanted her to do was play both parts. But I'm, I'm sure they want, the fans would have wanted to see Sabrina, but I'm, I'm, I don't think there was time for that. That's exactly but what for, Julianne said. 
Uh, they wanted her to play both Franny and Sabrina and give her all of these pages of dialogue. Like, read all these lines. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? There, she, there was no time. She didn't have time. She was like, are you fucking woman. kidding me? I can't do all this. What? You're going to expect me to do all these she, lines? She's, <laughs> you know, she's always been true to her soap roots, but it's been a while since she's memorized all pages and pages of dialogue. She's been in films for so long. <laughs> she's probably like, and I'm sure she didn't mean that in a diva way because she's, that's the last thing she is. She's probably like, oh, my God, are you kidding? Wow. Unfortunately, I really mm-hmm. don't have time to do this, but it would have been it would have been nice, but she's on a tight, kind of a tight schedule. Oh, absolutely. I understand it. Don't get me wrong. That I mean, it would have been it would have been a nice thing for. Her, but you know what? I don't expect too much from her. I mean, it was just great enough that she returned for it. Yeah. And it was only I mean, one. That was a, one. It was only one episode, but, hey, but you know what? It was, it was worth good it. enough for me. It was worth it, definitely. Definitely a huge nod. A huge nod. I loved it. I loved seeing her back there because it was her. It was her roots. It was her roots. You know, that's where she got her start. That's where she yeah. won the daytime Emmy. You know what I mean? And and she still talks about her daytime Emmy roots to this day. She gives so much credit for being on As It Will Turns and what her work on that show. You know, yeah. she always talks about it, and I think that's entirely classy for an yeah. actor that's now gone on to the uh, limelight, the movies and prime time and all that stuff, that still gives credit to where they started from. And she Well, does. you know, there's no longer that stigma attached to soap actors. When they go out to try to bust into pilots or film or everything, nobody, dis- they don't dismiss them just because they were on a soap for years. They, The uh, casting agents and stuff know that now that they didn't know then, that soaps are an excellent training ground. It's a great way to learn massive pages of dialogue and all this stuff, and it's it's really good training. Mm-hmm. For Yeah, so, yeah, it's not a, there's no stigma attached to being a soap actor anymore. Although there are some Hollywood stars that don't mention their soaps. Meg Ryan. Oops, yeah, did I say that out loud? Uh, that's the first person that popped in my head. <laughs> That's probably why I don't like Meg Ryan, because she's a snobby bitch, but that's my opinion. I I like you as Betsy, but that's where it'll stay, is it Betsy? I did want to mention something about about Noelle Beck being dropped to recurring. Um, From what I heard from the luncheon, the show is actually way ahead in taping, and they may wrap on June 1st and not June 30th because that's how far ahead they've gotten. And it's very possible that Noelle's contract has expired, but she has not done taping yet, so she's now recurring and still working, because there's really no point in writing her a new contract. There's really no point in giving her another contract. So that's very possible there. I still wanted to end with Martha Burns, really, though. It, it, just, and, it just seems so right. And if people... There are going to be people that are going to be done taping soon or are already done taping, like Marie Wilson, who Marie plays Wilson Meg. She is done yet. taping. Um, done. And if they're not always going to get announced in the press because the show's getting ready to shut down. There's, you know, everybody's going to be out of a job soon. 
So it's not big news when somebody leaves a few weeks early. Oh, no. Absolutely not. But it's just, it's just I still have that itch. I have that itch for her to return. I really do. I I can understand that. She's really busy with Gotham, and I don't know if they've even talked to her about it, But and I think it would be great for the fans, but it's also not really fair to Noelle. Mm. You got. I mean, you'd have to find a way to do it that where, where Noel wouldn't get hurt. Noel is such a nice woman, and it's really not fair to Noel. You know, I love Martha too, and I think the fans deserve to have her back. But it's not fair to Noel. She's Lily now, and that's you know that's the way I feel about it. Oh, uh, someone was like tweeting about Janet from another planet. Because I guess someone didn't know that there was a Will Cortland on All My Children, although he's dead. But they said, of course, he got killed by Janet. By a tire iron. I said, it was a crowbar, but I'm not going to digress. Oh, I remember that whole who killed Will story. That was a great story. It was. Who killed Will with a crowbar? I believe that that actor is now a meteorologist in Florida, or the last time I heard, that's where he was. And for some reason, I can see his face, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think James Pat- uh, James Patrick Stewart is it James Patrick Stewart? Is it? Is uh, it? Yeah, actually, that sounds familiar. But I believe he's a meteorologist now. I'm. I swear, I think that's what his name is, James Patrick Stewart. Great, great actor. It is. James Patrick Stewart. That is that is it. He was a great Will. I mean, I loved Will and Sky. That was hot. And yeah. then, of course, they made him evil. But he was good evil, too. So, really, there was no, there was no, no wrongdoing there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a crowbar. It wasn't a tire iron. But, uh, just saying. But I tell you what, I don't know if we even hit everything on the head as far as the soaps go. Uh, we probably did. I think I think we've covered pretty much everything. <laughs> we've pretty much covered everything that's been that's been going on. I don't think we left any and anybody anything and anybody out. Uh, if we did, we apologize. But uh, we definitely need to be doing one of these again. I know that's for sure, and I know that we have a show on Friday with Jonathan Jackson, who plays Lucky right now on Devil Hospital, three-time mm-hmm. Emmy winner and outstanding younger actor in the drama series. First I got a question about that. What's uh, that? I'm what, I am wondering something. No, there's this, absolutely no offense to Jonathan Jackson, but how many scenes does he have that are actually eligible to be nominated for an Emmy? Really? This, this time around? Yeah. I'm, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head when I saw that he was pre-nominated was, does he even have enough material to put together a reel? Because when he was brought back to the show and then he had to leave for six weeks to move from uh, the Pacific Northwest down to California, they gave him six weeks off. That was from Becky Herps that I was told that, who plays Elizabeth. So I'm... Um, how many scenes could he have possibly had? 
you know, what he has had has been great, but is it eligible? What what month to month do they go to in order to determine that? I thought it was um, October to October or maybe November to November. I don't know. Oh, uh, acting drama. The interview that I'm supposed to have with Jonathan on Friday is at 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time. So it will be live, just so you know, because I know most of my shows as of late have been taped. But, yeah, this one will be done live. Well, are we live now? <laughs> yes, we're live now. The Ricky Paul Golden one was live, too, just so you were aware. But, uh... Yeah, I know there's been some shows that we have been uh, we've been doing uh we have not been doing live. But Fridays will be. Yeah. We have someone calling in now and we have like three minutes left. I think we can take them. Can we take them? Okay. Sure. Five seven one area code. I think you made it under the wire. Or they decided to hang up and not want to talk. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's all right, though. If you call it on Friday, maybe I'll pick you up. <laughs> oh, it was it, acting it, drama. What's it, uh, no, wait, he's saying that uh, this is my first time doing this. I guess it was the chat. Maybe yeah, I thought he was I calling so. in. Yeah, I think it was the chat. But, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. These shows, especially with the guests, make it fun. You know, I'm I'm excited to talk to JJ on Friday. Yeah. And it should be it should be an interesting time. I know that I know that it's probably gonna, I'm probably going to wind up asking him the undeniable question: How did you come back? <laughs> well, I I have nothing against him. I think he's doing a great job. It's, but the way they got rid of Greg Vaughn was what I disagreed with. Hmm. But you know, according to Greg, he kind of saw it coming. But it was still you know. The way ABC went about it, I just thought it was really underhanded. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, with that girl that played Greenlee before Rebecca came back. They kind of gave oh, her yeah. the thumbs right out the door too. The bind, it reminded yeah. me of it reminded me of that situation. And there are just some things you don't do to people. There isn't, and that was pretty much that was pretty much it. I was I I pretty much felt the same way about that situation. With her compared to and then to add insult to injury, to add insult to injury to do those um you know the real Greenlee returns thing that's just insulting to Sabine and to us. And he kind of sort of did that with when Jonathan came back when he rang the doorbell and Liz answered the door, and they're like saying Liz's lost love returned. Uh, really? Liz's lost love never left. But that's what the promo, and I'm listening to the promo, and I'm going like, is that what you really said? Really? But then the first thing I said was, what do you mean he returned? He no, he what? He didn't go anywhere. He didn't even go anywhere. He was still in town. And Greenlee didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so how could she return? Return from what? You know. That's what I like to know. How? How? Sometimes I think ABC thinks we're the dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> You can thank Brian Franz for that. 
it's time for him to retire. From your lips to God's ears, but we're going to leave it on that note right there. Ryan Franz needs to retire, and we're going to end up shop here. We only got 30 seconds left. I want to thank everybody for tuning into this show tonight. Thanks so much for the soap chat, everybody. Johns and Jackson will be on this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern from General Hospital. We're going to be talking to him about him coming back to the show as well as his band E-Nation. And that'll be it. If you want to check out our past shows, go to buzzworthyradio.net. I'm the Bell making sure you get the latest buzz with BWR. See you guys next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Crystal Chappelle from Guiding Light, and you are watching the brilliant Buzzworthy Radio.